Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by CantonRep.com. I'm your host, Cliff Hickman, and I'm here with repository sports writer Peter Holland Jr. Peter, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Cliff? Oh, I'm hanging in there. We're halfway through the season after this week, Peter. A great slate of week five games on tap. A lot to be excited about. And one I know you're keeping an eye on and one you're going to be covering. You've got the big St. Edward and Maslin game, Peter. How's that one shaping up this week? Well, um, this is definitely, you can probably all agree, probably the, um, the game of the week across the state. Uh, St. Edward, obviously, nationally ranked, um, reigning state champs, going against Maslin, who's carrying all them, carrying on momentum after winning three um, straight wins in an impressive fashion. So I expect it to be a really good one. Uh, uh, St. Edward has got, has, has already um, beaten Maslin three years in a row now. Um, including last year. Uh, and one thing I, one thing I even learned about it, I mean, we all noticed who would, we got to know Jalen Slaughter a little bit when he stepped in in the quarterback role after their, um, um, what is his name? McElroy before him came, stepped, well, um, got injured and he stepped in and it got competitive after that. So that, so now, now, now fasting forward to a year later, Slaughter is the full-time starter, and this will definitely be interesting to see how they would execute against this St. Edward team that they're incredibly young. Um, that's one thing that I, one thing I'm take away from watching, from looking up St. Edward, that they are young, but they got talent. They always have. Uh, they got guys like, especially on defense, they, the past three, three to four games, they've, been um they've kept it close i mean the game has ended in single digits i mean the only and that's against teams from from that central catholic up in toledo to a really good team in uh three-time state championship team in colorado and then saturday against elder where it came down by a field goal so this is a battle-tested team um, despite um, some new starters, but they got guys, and I think it's going to be a defensive matchup between Maslin and um, and St. Edward. Yeah, St. Edward's defense, I got to look at them last year. Obviously, things change from year to year, but I saw their first-round game against McKinley, and they shut out the Bulldogs 42-0 to there. They look like a really impressive team, and I, I've talked to their head coach a, a couple of times last year in the lead up to that game, and I just I think they they have a great program going. There's no question about it. Maslin has a great program going. Like you said, probably the one the most eyes are going to be on this week. My biggest concern from Maslin, and let's not forget, last week was my first time at a Maslin game. I'm watching when they um, beat Harden. Um, one of my takeaways from that game was they're good enough to go against anyone on their schedule. That's for sure. Um, they're definitely well balanced team. Um, 
everyone in the press room was just saying Jay, this was probably Jan Slaughter's coming out party. That was probably his best performance he's made. He threw four touchdowns, and you're going to need that from him along with their strong running game that they've been dependent on, dependent on with Latrell Hartson. One of my biggest concerns, however, is I'm not I'm I'm very I'm very skeptical about their about their discipline. And the reason why I brought that brought that up because even though they beat Harden, um Harden was competitive and a lot of things that kept kept them going was the penalties. They get they allow I think they had like seven penalties, but five of them or personal foul calls. You cannot afford that. You cannot beat teams like that. You cannot beat teams like that, especially against a reigning state champs like St. Edwards. That's something that they cannot afford and allowed. And you just hope that they can keep that penalties to a minimum. And if they can do that, then I would expect it to be a, a low scoring game because they got the, they got the players, they got the defense. Is there for them to at least commit an upset victory? Because St. Edwards, they, I don't know how much a lot of fight, fight they got in them going against all these top tier teams, but, uh, maybe this could be, the, this could be the year if Masson could pull it off if they remain disciplined. Absolutely. Again, what a great game that is going to be. And it's, uh, just one of the great games we have. We're also, Federal League action is about to pick up. Business is about to pick up for sure. Uh, big one I'm looking at is Jackson at Perry. Jackson is coming off of a close loss to Green last Friday. It was a two-point conversion. The Polar Bears led for most of that game before Green scored a touchdown very late and then converted the two-point conversion for the win. And then Perry... You had them go down by double digits early against McKinley, and it was still that way in the fourth quarter, and then they they rallied and won that game. And I just I think that's going to be a a really, really good game that's going to set the tone for the Federal League for both those teams, Peter. Sure thing, sure thing. You You want to have a statement win in your conference play, and yeah, the that Green Jackson game came down to that two point conversion, uh, instead of just instead of playing it safe and going to overtime, uh, that will if you want to win, you want to go off swinging, and Green was able to get away with that, and you just see that how Green, you just how see how Jackson just been hanging tough with them, and they've been hanging tough with a lot of teams over all the three games, and so so you just hope that. They that this is beneficial to them despite the loss, but it's going to continue to get tough when you're going against a Perry team that's that's also been battle tested and dealing with run games. Yeah, the the Perry Perry's such a tough team to prepare for. We seem to talk about it every week because of the wing T and DeAndre Church is the guy we mention a lot when we talk about that, and rightly so. He is the game-breaking home run threat out of that backfield. But there are there the other backs, uh, I mean, they can do damage. Christian Ivanovic, I always butcher the pronunciation on it. Christian Ivanovic is uh, 
is a really, really good running back as well. I've seen him do some nice things. Uh, Ryder Hartshorn, another guy they like to hand off to. They always seem to, they're, they all have strengths and they all contribute a little something different to each other, but, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a good game. I, I think this is, uh, something that, uh, could be pretty special and, if you're hoping to stay in the Federal League race, this is definitely one Jackson is going to want to going to want to get after falling just short last week. And Perry, you know, would love to be two and zero. So absolutely, they're, uh, they're going to need that win because you know who else they're going to play against next week? Lake. Oh yeah, they cannot afford a lose. They gotta. They gotta get the moment. They gotta build up momentum going to next week. But yeah, they, they you gotta start with start with week one against Perry. So we'll see. And then the other federal league games. You you mentioned that a little bit. We've got McKinley at Green. We've got uh, Glen Oak at Hoover, and then we've got Lake at Louisville. That is a non-conference game. Uh, Louisville coming off a, a tough loss to Hoover last week. Um, Peter, anything catching your eye in the in the rest of the Federal League slate? Um, the McKinley Green game could be interesting just because this is a desperate desperate win for McKinley since they're still winless. Um, I just don't know. Is this is the team that's still trying to find a way? Still trying to learn how to win because McKinney was was pretty much winning throughout the game. They were leading most of the game against Perry, and they just had a moment of breakdown in the fourth quarter, and Perry somehow escaped with the win. So it's sink or swim at this point for McKinley, but you're going against a green team that's already been battle-tested, going against all the top-tier teams across Northeast Ohio. So... This is McKinney's gonna fight. They're gonna fight battle, but I don't know. Could this be the Could this be the game where they're gonna get their first win? I don't know. We will see. It's definitely one. I don't think McKinley's is is uh, as bad as that zero and four record indicates. They played some tough competition, and a lot of Green's games have been close. They they went down to the wire and the loss to Talmadge. Uh, and then they had the, the game last week that went down to the wire. In fact, I think the first one against Talmadge was the overtime thriller, actually. So that one actually went, you know, some extra time. And just taking a look at it, it has some intrigue. I noticed Nino Hill, a guy that, uh, really, really shined as a freshman over to Lions, uh, moved into the McKinley district, uh, shortly before the school year, had a, just a tremendous game. Uh, last week against Perry and, uh, just has been running the ball really well the last two weeks. So that's a, that's a name to, uh, keep an eye on there. And then, uh, taking a look at Glen Oak and Hoover. Hoover is playing really well on a nice winning streak. Uh, Glen Oak, uh, found a way to, to stay in the game against, uh, Lake last week. So that's by no means an easy victory for Hoover. That's another one that's going to be close and, Louisville looked good when I saw him against Northwest. They had a tough outing last week. Uh, Lake is probably, 
all things considered on paper and having seen them, I think that perhaps the strongest overall team in the coverage area. Now there's still games to play and that'll bear itself out on the field. But, uh, that's, that's obviously, uh, you, you can't overlook anybody. So they certainly got to go into Louisville, a tough place to play, uh, ready to play. Absolutely. You definitely can, um, definitely can um underestimate certain teams because it all it takes is one I don't know if I want to use the term trap game, but you sometimes it just happens that way. Um so there's just you just never know what could happen, um, especially in the federal league where anyone could be anyone. Yeah, Louisville does have a really good defense. I was impressed with that when I saw it. And if they, and their problem has been in the games they've lost, it has been turnovers. The game they've won, they haven't committed any. And the ones they've lost, they've had some problems in that area. So if they, they hang on to the ball, that could be a, uh, a closer game than I think people might expect possibly. And then just taking a look at the, the rest of the slate, Peter Alliance, it's Central Catholic is probably when you look at the Eastern Buckeye Conference, by far the game of the week. It's not a league game, but it's definitely one with a lot of intrigue. The Aviators have uh, ripped off three straight wins after that season-opening loss against Lake. Central Catholic came from behind last week to to beat Salem. So this is, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like this game for sure, just because you might see some one of our top start counting players in action. On one side, you have Alliance. You obviously got Caden um, Davis in the backfield, who's I think he's the top rusher in the county right now. And obviously, Brandon Zerbrook, who's continuing to um, continuing to put up impressive numbers in that regards. And then on the on the Central Catholic side, obviously, the heart and soul of the team, Jack Talkington, at quarterback and at middle linebacker. So you got our top our top teams in the start counting going toe-to-toe. I expect this to be a very interesting game, but I think just from a talent level standpoint, I think Alliance might have the edge. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I just think that's going to be – I think the score on that one might be pretty high. It definitely was between Salem and Central Catholic, and there's a lot of firepower on both sides. So I could be wrong, but I I think we're going to see some scoring in that game. So if you're looking for a game to go to where there's going to be a lot of points, I think that's a good bet. I think that's that's a good bet. There's a lot of fun players to watch on both sides there. I was... I got a sneaky good game here. Um, maybe not too sneaky, but maybe it's a little bit sneaky. The West Branch Highland is kind of interesting to me. I was just reading up on this one as well. West Branch, obviously, on paper, they look like they're going to run up the score against Highland. But you got to remember last year, Highland played very well against West Branch last season. Only lost by three points. So... That, so and Holland has been going against some very tough opponents in, in games that came down to at least by two possessions. So this is a team that you don't want to like like we mentioned not to underestimate. 
But um, West Branch, obviously, drew the shields, heart and soul in that team. Guys continuing to shatter records. I think he's right now the all-time, the school's all-time touchdown leader um, last I checked. So this is definitely uh, another good stretch for West Branch where their, la- their next five games will be on the road, and it starts at Howland. And one last one I'm looking at, Peter. Malvern at Ridgewood. That's a really good game in the Inner Valley Conference. Malvern is undefeated at 4-0. Ridgewood just had its 31-game regular season winning streak. I think that dated back to 2018. That was snapped by West Branch last week. Ridgewood started off uh, scoring really well the last two weeks. The offense has uh, not been firing on all cylinders against uh, Marlington and West Branch. So, I think this could be a close game, and it's always a, a tough game for Malvern. It is at Ridgewood, but I, I think the Hornets maybe they maybe that that air of invincibility is kind of maybe taking a little bit of a hit after the loss to West Branch last week. So it'll be interesting to see the the outcome of that game. I anything else that I'm um, kind of catching? I just. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, Manchester, Canton South. Um, Kent, I know Canton South coming off a, a very uh, – it was coming off another um, tough, tough loss to – what? I, how you pronounce that, that school? Uh, CVCA? Um, yeah, the Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy. That's, that's how you say it. Cuyahoga Valley, Valley? That's how you say it? Sorry, yes. I'm I'm not an Ohioan, so it's gonna take me oh. some time to pronounce these these names. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, you you, get, you saw me, and I'll try it again. Ivanovich just really threw me for a loop earlier in the program. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're even on that front. Uh, but uh, yeah, the CVCA is always a, a tough team to predict. They always usually have a few good players. It kind of varies from year to year, and uh, this year they obviously found a way to, to beat Canton South. I was a little surprised at that outcome as well. Manchester just in an unfamiliar place at 0-4 for them. So that's, uh, again, you're right, definitely some really interesting storylines to keep an eye on there. But uh, I think I think we've covered the, the biggest matchups in the area, Peter. Yeah, and... Only, what, less than a half hour to spare. Absolutely. We, we try to, we try to get you everything you need to know and do it in a reasonable amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank everyone for joining us. We appreciate everyone who takes a listen to the podcast and we will be back next Tuesday. We're going to try to do one possibly after the games on Friday depending on how things go. I'm at McKinley and Green, so when maybe when one of the teams stops scoring and if we don't go to five overtimes and I don't get back at uh, 2 a.m., uh, we'll try to get something up that uh, Friday night as just, well to wrap it up. I think you, jin- you jinxed it. You jinxed it. It's going to happen now. Did. You, you better, didn't have to mention it. Now, now it's real. Now it's going to happen. You're probably you going to be up by 3 in the morning by the, after, the, after this. You're telling me I should pack a lunch. A lunch, a sleeping bag, 
All of it. Well, you know what? Uh, that'd be one heck of a game if it comes to that. So I, I would live with it. We we could <laughs> sacrifice the post show for that kind of game if it goes to that degree. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you soon, and thanks for listening.